Welcome to Great Points, financial insights for improving your relationship with money. I'm Matt Schroeder, Certified Financial Planner and Director of Financial Planning at Great Point Wealth Advisors, a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in Boston and Danvers, Massachusetts. One of the topics or questions I get, I've been getting more over the last six to 12 months is around home prices, home purchases. You know, does it still make sense? You know, we're all seeing the headlines about the increasing uh, prices of homes and being in the Northeast, it just seems to be getting crazier. Everyone thought with the higher interest rates that there might be a kind of a softening of the real estate market or, you know, people might start to, uh, you know, have to pay less because they have they can't afford to have such a big mortgage payment with a higher interest rate. And really what we've seen over the last three to six months is housing prices are still going up. Uh, there's still, uh, you know, 10, 10 buyers for every one seller. There's still competitive environments. People have, have bidding and asking over asking price. Um, and a lot of that comes down to supply and demand. There's, uh, there's just not a lot of housing inventory out there. So people need a place to live. So they're going to keep doing what they have to do, even though it means a much larger mortgage payment maybe than, than if they had bought that house two or three years ago. So the question I get is, you know, should I still be trying to buy a house? Is it, is it a good idea? Is it a good investment? And what we're going to talk about today is essentially that idea as a house is an investment um, versus what, it, what really a house is and whether or not it's, it is a good investment or not. So I'm going to probably play the contrarian that says, if you think about an investment as a way to grow your money, um, a house is, is probably not a great investment. Um, and we'll talk about that, but I do believe in home ownership. So we'll kind of talk about where that where they kind of diverge in in the process. So if you've ever listened to any of these podcasts, we're going to go into the numbers a little bit. So I'm going to try to prove to you uh, where I'm coming from, but then also, you know, how do you take those numbers and how do you take all that information and apply it to a decision that isn't always financially driven? So let's start with: Is a home a great investment? Um, and some of that is uh, you know, based on your perception of when you bought a home or when you started to think about buying a home. And let's use two timeframes, for example. Uh, let's say you bought a house in 2018. Um, if I were to ask you today, hey, was that a good decision? You'd probably say, yes, it was probably the best decision I ever made. And I just looked at one home in, the, in a neighborhood near me, and I just kind of typed in a random address, and I looked at the Zillow values. And the Zillow value for this home uh, in uh, 2018, March of 2018, was $440,000. Remember, we're in Massachusetts, uh, you know, near the Boston area. So uh, values of homes are, are much higher than maybe the national average. So the Zillow value at, at that time was $440,000. Uh, in April of 2023, the current Zillow value was $637,000. So almost a 50% increase in a matter of five years. So if you bought that house in 2018 and we're, you know, life changed, something happened, you had to move and you were selling that house today and were able to get $650,000 in return, you'd probably say, yes, it was a great investment. I made 50% on my money. And yes, I had to pay some interest along the way and, you know, did some renovations, whatever it may be, but it's still a great return on your money. And I would argue, yeah, for a five-year period, that that's great. Um, but all of that was outside of the control of that homeowner. It just happened to be the timing of the market. Because if you take the same home buyer and let's say they bought a house, let's say the house they just sold was or just bought was their second home. And the first home they bought was in 20, 2007. 
And in 2018, they swapped that home for this home. So in 2018, if we had asked that person, you know, was uh, buying a home a good investment? Uh, they might have a different answer, you know, because if we take a look at that same home and we look at the, uh, I couldn't, the Zillow value only goes back 10 years. So I had to look at the tax assessed value. And the tax assessed value on that same house in 2007 was $394,000. If we fast forward 10 years to 2017, the tax assessed value on that home was $352,000 or, or almost a 15% decline over 10 years in the value that on what the town saw as the value of that asset. Not necessarily what people were willing to pay for it, but essentially the underlying asset. So here's a person who bought a house and 10 years later has lost 15% of the value of their home. So you know, my, my gut is they would probably say, eh, I don't know. It wasn't the best, but you know, whatever, we needed a place to live. So as a strict, in, as a strict investment, um, you know, we'll take it one step further and it lets you use, because like everything, you can't measure investments uh, in a short time frame. You know, was uh, Apple a good stock to own? You know, if you bought it 20 years ago, yes, it's been a great stock. If you bought it in December of 2021, you might say, not so great because it's lost some value. Um, you know, so it depends on the timing of when you bought that stock. But when you pull stocks back over a 20, 30 year period, um, you know, they tend to go up in value over time. So the more time you have, the better it is to kind of judge good versus bad or, you know, was that a good decision? So if we go back 30 years and we say, what was the average home price, the median home price in the United States in 20, in 1993? And a quick Google search will tell you the median price was $126,000 for the average home price in uh, the United States. If you did that same Google search and said 2023, what was the average or median home price in the United States? The response would be $380,000. So $126,000 to $380,000 sounds like a pretty good uh, increase, right? You know, But when you have 30 years, if you were to do uh, a a return on investment calculation, it would tell you that you only returned 3.75% annually on your money if you had taken $126,000 and invested it um, over that same 30-year period. So 3.75% over a 30-year period um, is not a really a great um, you know, rate of return. You know, If you kind of take out inflation for that number, it's more or less kind of just breaking even. And that's you know not counting interest you have to pay, repairs you have, have to do the house, all the other things that come along with it. So the reason I say a home over time is maybe not necessarily a great investment is because uh, you know homes are not meant to appreciate it at, at double digit returns on, over long periods of time. Because um, if you'd taken that same, if you said, hey, I just want, what's the best investment with my money? And in 1993, you said, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to invest in a house. I'm going to just keep renting. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, nuances to this calculation and what are rents, what, you know, where you lived and, you know, all the other things that come along with it. But let's say you, you decide, you know, I'm going to figure out a way to live without buying a home and, uh, you know, stay at my parents a few extra years. I'm going to have some roommates. I'm going to rent. I'm going to do whatever I got to do. But I can take $200 a month and I'm going to save it systematically uh, for the next 30 years. So if you had saved $200 a month starting in 1993 and in to now, to, you know, 30 years later, 
And you basically just bought the S&P 500, you know, that broad basket of the top big 500 biggest stocks in the United States. The average annualized return would be about nine and a half percent on that pot of money. So that $200, $200 a month compounding at nine and a half percent annualized would be worth about $406,000 today. So you have a house that you own, uh, hypothetically, if you bought this house in 1993, that's worth $380,000, the mean price, or you have a, a pot of money worth about $406,000. Um, not exactly apples to apples, because there's there's a lot of things that come along with this. But um, as that's when I say buying a home isn't necessarily a great investment, it's because it's not. You know, over the course of the next 30 years, stocks will outperform the average home price increase, um, you know, across the United States. So when you, if you're thinking purely as an investment, real estate, you know, your primary residence really isn't uh, an investment. But what it is, is an unbelievable, the powerful force saving strategy. So the key to a lot of people's longevity and long, their financial stability and success isn't necessarily whether they get 8% or 3% or 9% on their investments. It's about their power of savings and how much they can put away to let that money continue to grow and be there for the future. And that's essentially what a home is. It's essentially, it's a forced savings plan in, in the terms of your mortgage. So uh, you know, if you, most people don't have, let's say you were buying a house today, most people don't have $600,000 to buy a house in cash. So they're going to take a mortgage. They'll put down 10, 5%, 20% if they're fortunate enough to have some extra cash. And the rest is going to be paid in a mortgage. So if we had taken that same strategy uh, in, in 1993, and we had bought that home for $126,000 with a mortgage, we put our 20% down. So we had to you know, put down $25,000, $26,000. And we took a mortgage for $100,000, um, which seems crazy in today's, in today's dollars, but that's what houses cost. So you took a mortgage for $100,000. And the average interest rate on mortgages in 1993 was 7.17%, um, which is a, another topic we'll talk about later. But just, you know, when you look at what mortgage rates are today, um, you know, so like they are high, but they're not as high as they've been in, in past times. So if you took that mortgage and you paid your mortgage, you know, religiously over the next 30 years, you would have had uh, an annual mortgage payment of about $8,000 a year or about $666 a month. And uh, at the end of the time, you would have had a house that would be fully paid off uh, and it would be worth roughly about $380,000. So you saved $666 a month. You got a place to live. Um, and at the end, you had a, a nice chunk of change. Now that that money that you have is the equity in your home. So it's not exactly liquid like that other pot of investments were. Um, but when I say it's a powerful savings tool, if you were forced with two decisions, one was to uh, go on vacation, take your family on a nice vacation for the year to Disney or you know to a tropical island or whatever it may be, or to make your mortgage payments for that year. Most people would make their mortgage payments because if you don't make your mortgage payments, it ruins your credit. You might lose your place to live. All these other things that come along with not paying your mortgage. Um, but as I mentioned, that was you know roughly eight thousand dollars a year. Now, if I said instead of uh, another question is you have this decision to make, you can take that trip uh, with your family, or you can max put the maximum amount that you are allowed to put into Roth IRAs for you and your significant other, or 
uh, you know, for, you know, saving, saving that amount of money. And what you'd probably find is some years people would, you know, not take the trip and save, but other years they would not save and things would come up. So the reason why a home is a good tool for accumulating wealth is it's a phenomenal for saving strategy. It allows you, you know, kind of creates disciplined spending. You're always going to make sure you have enough money to pay your mortgage um, regardless. You know, you're not going to buy a more expensive car when you have that mortgage payment. You're not going to take the trip. You're not going to go out to dinner. All those things that kind of, you know, can be financial, um, you know, discretionary spending or kind of niceties, you will forego to pay your mortgage. But most people don't always forego those things if it's the opposite of just saving the money. Um, so, you know, when you talk about uh, a home as an investment, um, you know, try to change your tune and say, well, I don't, I don't know if it's a good investment or not, you know, long-term it's, you know, it's going to kind of keep pace with inflation basically. And, um, you know, but really you buy a home for what a home is and a home one is a place to live, you know, doing the argument of, you know, is it better to rent or better to own? You know, we, we did that, you know, if you did the finances of renting and saving a little bit versus owning and having all the, you know, the things that come along with home ownership, financially, they're probably apples to apples. Um, so, but, you know, having, buying a home gives you a place to live. More importantly, it gives you stability. Um, you know, if you own the home, as long as you make your payments, um, you know, no one's going to say, hey, your lease is up and I'm not renewing your lease or uh, you, your landlord is not going to sell the building because you are the landlord. You control, you know, how long you decide to stay there. So it, it creates stability. Um, it, it creates community, a community, you know, social, social aspects. You know, you get to know your neighbors. You maybe have some community barbecues. You get to know the, you know, the restaurants, the stores, the, the business owners nearby, and it, and it creates a sense of community. Um, if you're raising children, it's a place for education. You know, some people buy their home based on the school districts or proximity to schools and parks and things like that that are important to their family. Um, and, you know, as time goes along, you, you, the more you're invested in that community, you might find ways of giving back and doing service through your community. So, you know, when you think about buying a home as an investment, um, it's so much more than just that. Um, so when I talk to people about you know, should I buy a home? A lot of my questions aren't about, you know, can you afford the mortgage payment? You know, is it a good investment? A lot of it are about, well, you know, are you ready to put down some roots? You know, how important is stability? How important is community? How important is the school districts? And, you know, for some people that, you know, maybe haven't started their family yet and are, you know, they want to be able to travel and do other things, maybe overpaying for a house right now is not the right thing. So it's going to kind of limit some of the other things you can spend money on. Um, but for somebody who is, you know, they know this is the part of the region of the country they want to be in for the foreseeable future or as best as they can control, um, you know, they want to start to put down some roots and build a community. Um, that is, um, you know, the right time. And, you know, even though the price is a little bit higher and the mortgage payment is going to be a little bit higher, you know, as long as it's within your means, um, now is probably the best time to act. Uh, and that's when you get stuck with the lack of inventory is a whole other issue. But um, so think about your home. Uh, if you're trying to buy a home and you're, you're forced with this decision, not so much as is it a good investment. It really is. Is this the right time for me emotionally, mentally, all the other things you're trying to accomplish in your life? And if it is, you, you start to develop that game plan to you know, make a competitive offer, build up a little bit extra cash or savings so you can, you know, maybe be able to, you know, get into that house and, and start paying, uh, you know, start building that equity in that home. So, um, you know, like I said, there's there's not a 
a one size fits all strategy for home ownership for everybody. There's not a, an easy answer to, is this the right time to buy a home? Um, but hopefully this gives you some ideas of, you know, developing that, that answer that is right for you. And more importantly, you know, the right types of questions to be asking yourself, your partner, your, 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 you know, people in your circle to really assess, you know, should I, should I be overbidding for this house? Is it the right thing? And, um, you know, this will hopefully bring back some of those discussion points to what's really important in, in the, the home ownership process, not necessarily the investment process, but really, you know, building, building it as a future, future for you. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'm Matt Schroeder. Great Points is hosted by Matt Schroeder. Great Point Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Great Point Wealth Advisors does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through Great Points. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.